T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar. Distributor for electrical and data com needs. Pelicans win! Pelicans win! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Our Graybar Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. Only about 35 minutes left in the program. We're leading you right in to SLU basketball. Tonight they are in action against Rhode Island. SLU trying to end a two-game losing streak and get things back going again tonight. Rhode Island sitting with a 4-6, and 8-10 record. I want to be a little careful in um, where I talk about uh, how I talk about this next story because I don't want to um, denigrate one's beliefs. That's not really what uh, what I'm into. Uh, everybody's got their own thing that they're into, and some of us do things that are a little bit different than others. Speaking of things that are a little bit different than others, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, whew, seems like every week he's doing something a little bit different. Matt Pajeski, you heard me uh, mention this story during uh, SportsCast today. Aaron Rodgers, he does a weekly spot on the Pat McAfee show. He says he's going to go on a four-day, four-night darkness retreat that is going to begin after the Super Bowl on Sunday. So he's going to be able to watch the Super Bowl, and then he will go into darkness. He said, quote, I've got a pretty cool opportunity to do a little self-reflection and some isolation. And then after that, I feel like I'll be a lot closer to a final, final decision. He's speaking about the final decision on uh, if he is going to come back and play next season. Uh, did say that he could potentially retire. Um, he has talked previously about taking uh, drugs is the wrong word using materials to do uh, that produce hallucination. Uh, I can't even say that word. He'll hallucinate to um, for, for whatever reason, when he was asked about the darkness thing that he's going to be doing, he told Pat McAfee, it's just sitting in isolation, meditation, dealing with your thoughts it stimulates DMT. I don't know what that is. So there can be uh, some hallucinations in there, but it's just kind of sitting in silence, which most, most of us never do. We rarely even turn our phone off or put blinds down to sleep in darkness. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, to be fair, to be fair, I'm a, like something that I used to do occasionally, um, just from like a faith standpoint for me personally, I would do like 
a three-hour period of solitude where I would just like step away from everything, and I hated it. I can't tell you how much I hated it. I haven't done it in a really long time, like 20 years probably, 15 years probably, because of how much I hated it. So the thing that I can agree with him on is the fact that, um, yeah, we all are stuck in screens and everything, but a a four-day, four-night darkness retreat, he says that the Reach retreat is going to be in the confines of a small house in an undisclosed location. Meals are delivered, but outside of that, there is no contact with the outside world. However, here's good news. He's not locked in there. He is allowed to leave at any point during the stay if he chose to do so. So that's one thing he's kind of doing that's a little bit weird. Then another thing he's doing that's odd, I you think... Um, you think of some sort of seminar, some sort of conference that's going on. If a keynote speaker is going to be a quarterback, some sort of professional athlete, you would think that maybe maybe it has something to do with leadership. Maybe it has something to do with football, whatever it might be. Well, the, uh, the thing that Aaron Rodgers is going to be participating in is the um, astrology masterclass entitled to know yourself is to love yourself and the the advertisement for this again I'm trying not to be dismissive the advert advertisement for this join us for the astrological immersion party and discover how to fall in love dot 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 with you by using the ancient science of astrology featuring Aaron Rodgers that's real. That's a real thing. By the way, you can claim your seat for this for free if you really want to uh, take part in uh, what's going on. If you want to find it, I'm sure you can go do a Google search for Aaron Rodgers and uh, astrology, and you can find It's just, this is wild. And again, I look, I'm, I'm kind of making fun of them. I am. I'm not going to lie. This is so far out of my comfort zone in everything that I'm connected to. Like, I look at this, and... I try to remind myself to each their own. We all have our own beliefs. We all need to like learn how to accept what other people are doing. But he is just so far out there. And the crazy thing, the crazy thing in all of this is for everything we want to say about him, he's a great teammate. He's a great football. His teammates, there's there's a few that did not like him, but for the most part, he is absolutely beloved by the people he plays with. and But he's got all this weird stuff going on. So, Matt Pajeski, I ask you, do you want to participate in a four-day, four-night darkness retreat? No, but I do like the idea of an eight-hour nightly darkness retreat. I close my eyes, I, I self-reflect, and I drift off to sleep, wake up. Start my day. That's that's my kind of darkness retreat. Do you sleep with any sort of like noise or anything going on? Yeah, I need some white noise. Need a okay. fan or a humidifier. We and this is my wife started this, and now I couldn't not. We sleep with our TV on. Oh, we no, sleep no. with a television on, and we just stream a show. We have like a, we have a handful of shows that we stream, uh, so they go on for a few hours, and 
Now, when I try to fall asleep without it, I have a really hard time doing it. I used to never fall asleep with anything. It used to be I would get in bed, no white noise, no music, no TV, no anything. But over the years of being married and knowing that my wife needed that, now I'm at a point, like I'll be in Jupiter, Florida for a month starting on Monday. I will have like Netflix or Hulu or Peacock or Paramount Plus or something on my iPad, and I'll have it playing every night as I sleep. That is so not good for you. (laughs) That amount of just light exposing that your eyes are being exposed to when you're supposed to be receiving darkness, like it's probably it's keeping your brain like wired, I'd feel like, when it's supposed to be in a state of rest. Don't you think, don't you get enough screen time during the day you need it to while you're sleeping? I mean, I'm not looking at it. My eyes are closed. But surely the light's got to be, like, flashing at least, and you can still see it. I don't know. That's not good. I don't even have a TV in the bedroom. I like really? To, yeah, I like to remove all that. The bed is for sleeping. No TV I, in the bedroom. And I get great sleep. Huh. I have had, I, I can't remember the last time I did not have a TV in my bedroom. I refuse. Huh. That's interesting. Okay, so you know me a little bit. We've been working together for seven, eight months. What is your guess on some of the shows that are the staple of falling asleep time in the Polly household? Got to be like the Masked Singer. No. Maybe some FBI show. No. Again, my wife's there too. Oh. Yeah. Mm. You don't know very well. No, I don't. It's a streaming show. Well, I mean, it's on streaming. Everything is on streaming. That's true. I don't know. Uh, Blue Bloods. Oh, the, the Firefighter Show. Fire Country, another show I like. He's there. He always makes fun of me. Pajeski does because I watch. I'm the old white man who watches uh, network TV programming a lot. Uh, no, mostly 30 minute comedies. We're um, Parks and Rec. Yeah. The Office. King of Queens. Uh, Seinfeld, sometimes Friends, that's more of my wife thing. I like the show, but the, she does that. She'll fall asleep with uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. That's one of them. Um, did I say Seinfeld? Yeah. Seinfeld Office, Parks and Rec, King of Queens. Uh, oh, uh, Big Bang Theory. We'll do that one. I there couldn't fall asleep to Seinfeld because I just want to keep watching more and more and more. It'd keep me up. I feel bad I sometimes, so like, especially with Parks and Rec. There'll be really funny moments that I can't help but laugh and she'll be falling asleep <laughs> and something will happen. I'll start laughing and it'll basically reset her falling asleep process. All right. Tonight, the uh, Billikens are in action against Rhode Island. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Our guy, Carter Chapley, he joins us next as sports open line rolls on here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, it's Matt Pauley, and I'll be in Jupiter, Florida at Cardinal Spring Training this coming Monday. I'll be bringing you the latest from Redbirds Camp with reports mornings and afternoons and sports open line weeknights from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. Spring Training coverage, sponsored in part by Norm's Bargain Barn, on your home of the Cardinals, KMOX. Sports Open Line continues on right here on KMOX. We're presented by Graybar. Appreciate Graybar for everything uh, they are doing with us here on Sports Open Line. And, uh, yeah, we're um, we're getting ready for Bilkins basketball. They are in action this evening. They take on Rhode Island. SLU trying to end a two-game losing streak. Had the tough loss against VCU on Friday night. To talk about that, we'll try to talk a little Cardinals baseball with them as well. He is uh, Carter Chapley. You read him uh, at STL Today in the Post-Dispatch. You follow him on Twitter at Chapley Media. He is a friend of the program. Hey, Carter, how are you? I am great. I'm here right now at Chaffetz Arena getting ready for this third match against a Rams team. That's right. They played Fordham, VCU, and now Rhode Island. Three Rams in a row, and hopefully the Billikens can break that uh, little Rams losing streak they got going. Didn't they do that earlier with Tigers? Wasn't at some point they played like four straight games against Tigers? I believe, yeah, because they played uh, Tennessee State, Auburn, and Paul Quinn and NIA from the Dallas area. Yeah. Uh, who were the Tigers as well. But uh, Tigers and Rams and I guess what else is there? Wildcats in college basketball. <laughs> Tigers, Rams, and Wildcats. Oh, my. Yes. Uh, Travis Ford had his uh, had his coach's show, and uh, we, had, we took a, a quote from him and put it up on the KMOX Sports Twitter, and you quote tweeted it, and a lot of people reacted to it. I'll read the quote. He said, I don't expect the fans to be happy. We've lost and done some things, but we need the support to get this uh, thing finished strong. Your quote tweet was, oh, wow. What, what to you was the wow aspect of what Coach Ford said there? Well, it's, it's multifaceted in that, one, you don't see coaches who are second in the conference oftentimes talk about the apathy or the disgruntled fans, right? Like, that's important. Like, this Billiken team has not been very good. They haven't lived up to the accomplishments that they had set for themselves at the beginning of the year. But they're still second in the Atlantic 10, maybe third based on winning percentage right now. But, like, a win tonight puts them back in the second. And I, I think just having him come right out and say it with that kind of transparency that, like, the fans aren't happy, they're generally not happy with me, it's just so odd to see this time of the, this time of the year and so I think for him to just come right out and say it is uh, bold, correct. It's, it's not anything that's – he hasn't said anything wrong. He hasn't said anything uh, that isn't accurate. I think it was just surprising for me to see. Um, I, I thought it was odd because – and I think what you just said is right. When I read it and then I, – like, I didn't even look twice at it, to be perfectly honest with you. And then it kind of blew up on Twitter and – I, I took a longer look at it, 
And I thought it was odd because he made those comments three nights after the building sold out for the first time in a number of years. And and I know there's a difference between a fan base maybe not being super happy with the head coach and a fan base showing up for a really important game. But the timing to me felt a little bit odd considering what it was like inside of that building on Friday night. Yeah, and I think it comes down to the fact that so it's a few things. I think the Billikens are in an odd situation where in this city, which is in this region, which is largely a Mizzou town, undoubtedly, the Billikens are faced with having to fight for their right for their, to get their flowers, to celebrate themselves. They have to fight for that right. And years like this one are years where they can take advantage of that, where they're supposed to be really talented and be the you know, preseason, they're a receiving votes team. I think they got up to as like 28th ranked in the, in the country. And so, Years like this are when they're supposed to gain ground in terms of building that fan base and proving to those people that came out on Saturday night or on Friday night, excuse me, that they're worth the price of admission. This this program is worth it, and it's it's been a disappointing year because when you don't when you have years like this, which are supposed to be all in, you're supposed to be the team to do the thing in the Atlantic Ten, and you just haven't. You haven't played good basketball. It's impossible to overcome, and so when a coach like Travis has to kind of tell the fans who are already kind of half, you know, there are a lot of passionate fans in the St. Louis Billikens fan base. Do not let me like sound like I'm saying that. But what I'm saying is that you're, you have a lot of fans who are one foot in one foot out. And right now I'm seeing not even disappointment, just apathy with this program. And so having him come out and say it, like we need your help to finish this off is, it's a disappointing marker of a year that was supposed to be so uplifting. Okay, I really didn't bring you on here just to analyze tweets, but here, we're going to keep going with this. Friday night, Dr. Rich Chaffetz tweeted out, terrible loss for St. Louis men's basketball, no more, no less. He, uh, he followed that up with a, uh, with a, a quote tweet recently uh, yesterday uh, talking about how much he, uh, he loved Rick Majerus. Like, it just it feels like a lot's going on here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm willing to bet that those two things aren't intentionally built together, but let's play for a second that they are. I mean, that's the guy who has the financial capabilities. I mean, his name is on the building to make a change within this program at St. Louis University, to, uh, kind of, to, or at least to really make a voice of it with the athletic department. He can make some things happen. And so if he's disappointed, it's hard not to be, looking at it he knows you know he's at every game or just about every game especially the big ones he was there on friday and to lose not not just lose but lose the way they did uh that's frustrating and it's travis ford's seventh year with the program um you have to start asking some questions and and it it looks like perhaps dr shafitz is uh i'm not really what else i don't want to psychoanalyze him too much but it, 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 he's, he's certainly putting it out there on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Carter Chapley uh, continuing to to join us. What did we learn on Friday night about this team? Because when they were playing the lesser half of the league, they were winning uh, the Fordham game. What you know, they're, they're going into a, a, a raucous environment. You're going to lose those games in, in league play. Like that's not a that's not something to worry about too much. But then you're at home. You've got the sellout crowd. You're trying to win a league championship this year. Like there's so much going on, and you end up losing that game. Did we lose? Did we learn anything? Did, did we retroactively learn anything about? Uh, uh, this team based off that VCU loss? 
Uh, I don't know about retroactively learn, but we definitely learned some things. And I think it comes down to the fact that this team is very, very talented. We see it. I still think they have the talent to win the league. Like that's, I think it's undoubtable. We see stretches in that VCU game where SLU looked like they were the best team, not only in the conference, but one of the best teams in the country with the way their offense and defense were working together. The problem is they can't put it all together. And when they do put it all together, they only do it for four or five minutes or six, seven minutes of stretches and then have tra- like tragic, gross stretches of equally long time on the other end. And, and so it, you look and you go, okay, how close is this team really being to hitting their potential? And I, they clearly have access to what their ceiling is. They also have access to what their floor is. If they are able to eliminate how, you know, the bottom half of their outcomes, you know, not look brutal for six minutes, not play brain-dead, um, selfish basketball for, for six, seven minutes, this team can be really, really special. The problem is, is, is putting it all together. And against teams like Fordham, who is really good this year, they play a really solid defense at a really raucous building. And teams like VCU, the difference in those games is exactly that. It's those four or five minutes, and that ended up being the difference. It wasn't like they got ran out of the gym all night. They were right there for 35 minutes. But if you want to be not just a good team, but a great team, like they purport to be, that's, how you, that's the difference right there. So if they can just find that, the, the, you know, if they can access that good part of themselves more often, the team can still win the conference. I have no doubt in that. They've got a tough schedule the rest of the way. They'll play Dayton twice, and then they have uh, the return game to Richmond to match up uh, against VCU. It feels like those three games, and I'm not trying to be dismissive of Richmond and Duquesne and Loyola and, and, and Rhode Island tonight, but it really feels like in many ways the two Dayton games and the last VCU game is going to kind of determine where they're at towards the top. Yes, it will. And, and for this team, I think it's all about securing the double buy at their conference tournament. The top four teams get two buys in the tournament. So you only have to play three games in four days now, instead of four games in four days or five games, you know, however many uh, secure the double buy and then use all of those opportunities to work towards being that best team. You are go into Dayton and prove you can be that kind of uh, solid team. They showed for stretches against VCU because the at large isn't worth talking about anymore. This is an this is an NCAA, like an A10 tournament championship or bust. Go prove in those games that you can be who you say you are. That's what that's what those games are about. Is there any scenario where the A10 can get two teams into the tournament? Yeah, yeah. I, do. I, I mean, if VCU continues to do what they're doing, and then loses to the Billikens in the championship, or loses to uh, Dayton, I think those are kind of the two um, that still have it, have that kind of national respect. Uh, that would be that would be the path to two bids. Um, I just don't see that happening exactly as I just said. So I would I would put it at, if I had to make a bet. I wouldn't say it's a two bid league. That's frustrating for a conference that spends as much money on basketball as they do. But that, that that's the way. If VCU continues to be the best team in the conference and then loses in the final, that's probably how I see it happening. Last thing for you, I can't have you on without uh, asking you about the Cardinals. We're a, a week out from spring training getting underway. Most guys have already got into uh, to Jupiter. What is your single biggest question that you have uh, when spring training opens up early next week? Is Jordan Walker an MLB caliber player come what's opening day? April 1st, I'll say, for, the, for not knowing it off the top of my head. Is Jordan Walker that guy? Does he break camp with the team? He is going to have ample opportunities 
to play with this club at spring training. Derek Gould, my esteemed uh, co-worker at, at the Post-Dispatch wrote it today, spring training games are going to have gravity this year. They're going to mean something. They're gonna, you're going to have guys, because of how many guys are away at the WBC, you're going to have guys like Jordan Walker playing extended, like up, I almost said minutes, like it's basketball, innings uh, at bats in Jupiter with the Cardinals for Ali Marmol and his staff to see. So if, if he is the guy who can break camp, and he could be, he is, he is that guy, that really redefines the way you look at this team in terms of who makes the club out of spring training, who goes up, who goes down. There are some guys with options to go back to Memphis to start the year. Uh, it defines who what your DH role looks like because Jordan Walker is going to play a bunch of DHs in addition to left or right field. Uh, if he's starting in right field, does that mean Lars Newtbar moves over to center field because Dylan Carlson? You know, it, it just redefines so many things about your, your roster if Jordan Walker is that guy. And if he's not, you can be a little more patient with him in, in, in AAA and let him kind of develop. So that's the one thing I'm looking at. Generally, I would forgive you for not knowing the exact date of the Cardinals opening their season. That's that's no big deal. However, Carter, the Blue Jays, my the, hometown yeah, Blue Jays. Yeah. I know it's March thirtieth. By the way, yeah, I, I knew. I I wanted to say March thirty first, and then I got and then I panicked and thought, ah, I can't be it. You know, it's March. They're off on the thirty first. They have the opener on the thirtieth, yeah. and uh, like, don't you have? Like, you know, just a daily reminder on your phone of how long it is until the uh, Toronto Blue Jays visit St. Louis? Well, we've also got St. Louis City SC coming up here, and that's another date i got to add to the calendar, okay. which we'll be covering over at the Post-Dispatch, and I'll, and I'll be participating with on SCL Soccer Talk, the new podcast with Tom Zimmerman. Uh, thank you for the plug on that one, uh, my friend. So there's lots of stuff going on this spring. It's very exciting. Very, very good. Well, Carter, thank you so much for your time. We'll catch, in, catch up again uh, very, very soon. Yes, thank you. All right, there's Carter Chapley from the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. Follow him on Twitter, at Chapley Media. Uh, Carter is Canadian, and that's why I made the joke about the Toronto Blue Jays thing and him counting down to the moment that the Toronto Blue Jays enter our fair city of St. Louis. We'll take a break. Come back, wrap up the program, get you ready for Bilkins basketball. We'll go around college basketball just a bit. Bilkins are not the only area team to be playing tonight. That's next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. The Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win. Billikens win. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A Graybar Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Just a few minutes left in the program about... Uh, Eight minutes left in this very program, and then we will make way for uh, St. Louis University basketball. They are in action this evening against Rhode Island. Slew fifteen and eight, seven and three in a ten play. Rhode Island eight and fourteen, four and six in the a ten. And uh, Slew looking to bounce back after that loss against VCU seventy three sixty five. They've been playing such good basketball uh, leading into that. Even that loss against Fordham, I, I talked about it a lot on uh, on yesterday's show, which was our first show since that Friday loss. I, the loss against Fordham on the road against a team that's having a nice season and their place is just a crazy environment, that, that, that's fine. You lose that game. That's that's the way college basketball is. You got to win that game against VCU. That's the game. That's the game that you have to win. And nothing you can do about it now except move forward. And like we were talking about with Carter Chapley a little bit ago, 
They've got th- not trying to be dismissive or saying that they can't lose any of the other games on the schedule. They can, but the games that you really circle are the two games against Dayton and then also the return trip to VCU. And uh, there's not a whole lot of time left in the season. How many games is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Just eight games left in the regular season before they go into uh, the A-10 League Tournament, and we'll see if they're able to get uh, that by like uh, Carter was uh, talking about. Around college basketball tonight, fairly busy evening of games as uh, Missouri is going to uh, be playing tonight. They are uh, they are at home, so it's the battle of Columbia's and the SEC as uh, they're matched up against South Carolina. Missouri comes in seventeen and six for uh, tonight's game, doing what they need to do. And you know, every time that they do lose a game, you kind of anytime there's a team that you don't totally believe in at the beginning of the season, then when they lose a game, those those thoughts start to creep into your mind. Well, is this is this finally the thing starting to kind of come down a little bit? Are they going to regress to the mean? Are they going to be the team uh, that uh, you thought they were going to be? And I don't think that's the case. They lost a road game in the SEC over the weekend against Mississippi State, a Mississippi State team that was one of the final three or four teams in the country uh, in terms of not losing a game before they eventually lost. And they've had a little bit of a tough start to SEC play, but Mississippi State's probably better than we're giving them credit for. In the SEC, it's just, it's tough. You look at, this is a really important game for Missouri tonight because of what's coming up after this game. They're going to go to Tennessee in their next game after tonight, and then they go to Auburn. Those are back-to-back really tough games. Then they're home against Texas A&M. Texas A&M, one of those teams that's having a better season than most people uh, expected. They're home against Mississippi State. Then they go to Georgia, to LSU, and they're home against Ole Miss. Bluntly, the only game left on the schedule that to me seems like a foregone conclusion victory is that home game against Ole Miss in their regular season finale. And they have to win tonight. They have to win tonight against South Carolina. There's it's, it's going to ever, whatever wins they come up with. And not that if they win tonight, it's not a good win. Every win's a good win, but you get what I'm saying. There are not all wins are created equal. And if they beat Tennessee at Tennessee, Auburn at Auburn, home against Texas A&M, home against Mississippi State at Georgia at LSU. If they get wins in any of those games, and they will, if they win any of those games, those are going to be really, really, really good wins. All right, before we get out of here, talked about this on Monday on the show. Want to get Matt Pajeski's thoughts on something very quickly. Matt, I had a situation at the DMV over, uh, over the weekend. We, uh, Chris Ranji did not think I did the right thing. Twitter thought that I did. We're at the DMV. We walk in. They're on like number 60. We get number, I think, 94. So 34 people in front of us. There's three people working. Everybody's like up at the desk, five, 10 minutes. So people have been waiting hours. And a person who can't stay the whole time makes the decision to leave, but on her way out, hands us our her ticket, which was ticket number 68. So we jumped in front of like 25, 30 people. My wife was incredibly uncomfortable with it. She did not like it. She was trying to get me to go up, even though it was like her car stuff. I thought it was perfectly fine. I did a Twitter poll. 
Twitter thought it was fine, but Chris Ranji had issues with it. So as we as we bring this story up on the KMOX airwaves for a final time, I ask you, do the right thing or not by jumping 25 spots in line at the DMV. You did the right thing, Matt Pauley. The DMV, it is a free-for-all. It's every man for himself. You you take advantage of any amount of help you can get. And I don't know what kind of model citizen Chris Raji pretends to be, but there's no way. I don't think he, he does pretend to be a model citizen. That's the thing. <laughs> right. Well, apparently he does on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that's, that, that is totally acceptable. Any person in their right mind would do the same thing. The DMV is a is a wasteland. It is a uh, purgatory of just sitting around and doing nothing. So I don't blame you. We also had our three-year-old daughter with us. That's another part yeah. of it. And she was act. She was great. She was. She had her coloring books and everything, and she was good. But there's a there's a there's a clock on that. Like at some point in time in that waiting process, her coloring was not going to uh, keep her uh, occupied. You think that person who gave up the, their number gave it to you for that reason? Yes, you've got a kid. One hundred percent. I mean, one hundred percent. Is somebody going to argue that they they see you stand up and you know they want to make their case as to why that number should be theirs? You know, like you've got a kid. This. It, that person gave that to you for a reason. So here's the question. So our daughter was really behaving well. Like she was a, she was like perfect for that little bit of time. And she's not always perfect. If she would have been having a fit. <laughs> You're not getting that number. If she would have been screaming and going crazy. Like, do, do we get the number because somebody is so sympathetic of what we're dealing with? Or was this kind of like a reward for having a well-behaved child? I think it's a reward. <laughs> Or if your kid was crying, maybe they're giving you that number just so you guys can get in and get out. Yeah. That could be why, too. Yeah, so I, I don't know if uh, if she would have been acting up. Because that was our third trip to the DMV. And in the trip before, where we did wait the whole time, uh, they... By the way, if you're making multiple trips to the DMV, they should give you, like, a cut-in-line pass for the next time you come back. Yeah. You know, sometimes you go to stores and, like, you're going through a return or whatever, and you got to go back into the store. And they say, okay, when you come back to the customer service, don't stand in line. Just come to the front. If if you go to the DMV and you wait and then they tell you you're missing a paper or you need to do this or some hoop that you got to jump through, they should give you a card right there that's a jump to the front of the line card. You should only have to stand in line at the DMV once. For every situation. That's my hot take of the day. That's going to do it for this edition of Sports Open Line. Thanks to Mike Reese. Thanks to Carter Chapley. Thanks to you for being uh, tuned in. We'll talk to you tomorrow night with Countdown to Opening Day. We got a lot going on. A couple uh, Cardinal players are going to join us on the program tomorrow. Six o'clock, eight o'clock. Countdown to Opening Day right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.